0: Welcome to The Grey Space, a space to unlearn what the fitness industry has ingrained in our minds for years. From weights making us bulky to eating 1200 calories a day, health and fitness can be so black and white, which causes unhealthy relationships with food, exercise, and ultimately, ourselves. When you come to a Grey Space, you will learn how to stay consistent with the things that genuinely make you feel good and enjoy. So come hang with me and learn how to take back your life without labels, guilt, or restriction. Welcome to the Gray Space. What's up you guys? Welcome back. My name is Corinne Brown. I am a certified nutrition coach and an online trainer here to help you come to a gray space within your health and fitness journey so you can step into your power and enjoy life to the fullest. Hope you guys are having a good day. I am recording this on a Friday morning. I cannot believe this is the last day of March this year, is already flying, and it is gloomy, raining, and cold here in Pittsburgh, but go figure, better days are ahead of us. If you are new here, we always start off with a question of the day so we can get right on into the gray. And what I mean by that, anytime we are looking for a health and fitness answer, it becomes very black and white. And then we develop this black and white thinking of it's either good or bad, there's no in-between. But there is so much gray space within the health and fitness industry that I like to share with you guys so you can be more successful at this and not always feel like you're failing. So in today's question, how do I know if I am unhealthy? Unexplained weight loss, high fever, shortness of breath, diminished appetite, Poor sleep, fatigued all the time, dark yellow urine, anxiety, confusion, change in personality, inconsistent bowel movements, prone to cold and flu. Like I said, pretty self-explanatory. But the gray that I want to share with you guys is the things that I thought were perfectly healthy. In fact, fitness experts and doctors were backing these things up but it was actually making my body physically and mentally very unhealthy the first one we're going to get into is intermittent fasting i know some of you are probably going to come for me for this one because if you followed me since the beginning i s when i started my social media i was intermittent fasting's best spokesperson I fully believed it and I thought this was the way to go for everyone within their weight loss journey because it worked so well for me in the beginning. When I got out of college I started doing this. I saw weight loss very quickly. I wanted to share it with everyone because I was like oh my gosh this is the answer. My mom and I had a YouTube channel where we would talk about all the benefits I was reading book after book that doctors would put out saying how healthy this was for you. I was so passionate about this at one point in time, I started writing a beginner's guide to intermittent fasting book that I was going to sell for people. It's literally still on my desktop. (laughs) I just believed in it so much and on top of it, doctors were constantly validating that for me. Now, thank God I never did that. And yes, there are some benefits to this if it is done correctly. And I'm not going to get into that. But at the end of the day, I believe it is for people who already know what they are doing, who are very advanced within their health and fitness journey, and understand proper nutrition and how much food their body needs. When you are drastically reducing your calories for a long period of time because what I failed to understand was this is going to result into a slower metabolism and this is where I started struggling because I was noticing these side effects for doing this for so long and taking it too far doing extended fasts and I was experiencing A lot of fatigue. Of course, weight gain. I lost 30 pounds and that only lasted for a couple months and I started gaining it back right after my wedding. I had a lot of headaches, hair loss, bloating, feeling just cold all the time. Like it would be 80 degrees out and I have goosebumps. Like that's not normal. Horrible sugar and carb cravings. When I say I would go the entire day until like 7.30 when I got home from work, I would not eat, and then I would eat around 1,500 calories in one sitting and gain weight from that. That's not okay. Plus, I started to experience a little bit of depression and just mental fatigue. I couldn't think very clear at all. It's the glamorized word for starving, starvation at the end of the day. The second one was going absolutely ham on cardio. If you like cardio, good, that's great. But me personally, I hate it. But I always believe I had to do it and do it a lot in order to get my desired results. When it was actually causing my health more harm than good. You are constantly spiking your cortisol. So you are putting your body through a lot of stress which causes a whole whirlwind of problems. Long distance cardio actually shrinks your heart. And if you're getting triggered by this right now, I know how amazing you feel after a run. It's all the endorphins your body releases that makes you believe it's so healthy for you. I get it. It's addicting. And that's why they call it the runner's high. But there is so much backed up research that has proved it is very damaging to our heart our bodies are trying to become more efficient to perform better, to get better at running. So it sends the signal to the body for muscle loss. We don't need all this muscle in order to just run. And when I would really overdo it, I would actually break out in hives. It was crazy because after my first bad reaction, it was like, okay, yeah, that was scary, but I have to start doing cardio again. I, it's not like I can't do cardio. I could start to feel it coming on. Like my skin would just get really itchy and it almost started to tingle and my head would feel really tight and then they would come. And here's me rationalizing that it's okay because I've convinced myself how healthy it was for me because no one said otherwise. And my body was having a severe reaction to the point where it could close my throat and I could die and it didn't even concern me. And the last thing was being fat-free and sugar-free. We know an excessive amount of sugar is not good. We know that too much fat is bad for our cholesterol. But constantly being too low in both of this can cause serious health issues both mentally and physically. On the mental side, Taking out both entirely will cause you to become obsessive over food. It's all you're going to think about. What you wish you could have. How you could substitute it for something else. Which then those substitutions lead to artificial sweeteners that are going to cause headaches, dizziness, and bloat. One time. I ate an entire pack of icebreaker sour mints. If you guys know what those are. My stomach literally looked like I was six months pregnant. It was so bad. And it was because I was so hungry, but I couldn't have anything else. And I saw that there was only five calories in each mint. And I ended up eating an entire pack of those mints. That makes me wanna vomit right now, oh my God. It can also promote certain forms of cancer, thyroid problems, and preterm birth. And then on the fat-free side of things, that was more so on the artificial sweeteners, like health effects. The fat-free side of things causes dry skin, severe mood imbalances, hormonal imbalances. I literally lost my period going fat-free. Constant hunger. So again, more food obsessions. Poor vitamin absorption. So now we're not absorbing as much nutrients it actually astonishes me when i mention because you know how proteins like ridiculously expensive right now i've been telling people like go buy chicken legs like chicken drumsticks instead of just chicken breasts right now because you're gonna save a hell of a lot of money and most people automatically think well those are so much higher in fat like the skin that's not good for you absolutely not and i know that we are just taught that it's ingrained in our head but animal fat saves our hormones. And us women are told to stay away from red meat and only have the lean meats and the fish or plant-based blah. And we wonder why all of our hormones are so screwed up right now. Don't be afraid to sit down to a ribeye. Animal fat is so, so good for us. You can tell that I'm pretty passionate about this, but yes, the black and white answer to knowing if you are an unhealthy person is pretty self-explanatory, but the things that we are told that are so healthy for us can sometimes cause more harm than good to our health. And we all need to be aware of that. And I don't want you guys to have to go through what I went through. All right, let's catch up guys. I must live under a rock because this week I learned what chat GPT is. And if you're like me and don't know what that is either, it's artificial intelligence software that gives you an answer to any text input. And when I mean anything, my brother's girlfriend sent me this TikTok of a girl using it. And this girl asked it to write out a week's worth of meal plans, including breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks that totaled into 1500 calories per day on top of instructions for each meal and a grocery list for what she would have to buy at the store, and it did it. Like, I watching this video was like, holy shit. And my initial reaction was, well, there goes my job. Or at least there goes people's need to want to hire a nutrition coach at all because they're like, well, here's my answer right here. Any question I have, I can just ask into this. But while I was thinking about this whole AI thing, It's still a black and white answer. You can't learn from a computer how to not emotionally respond to food when you're stressed, or when you try to be perfect, that doesn't mean it's gonna get you any faster to your goals, or more so how to fall in love with your lifestyle more than the overall outcome. A computer cannot teach you that. So ChatGTP is just going to be more so faster for us to retrieve a factual answer instead of doing the research behind it, which made me feel a little bit better because that might make my job a little easier and it means my job isn't isn't going completely down the tank. But there's just such an importance for that humanistic experience to be able to just relate to someone, have that validation and accountability And at the end of the day, I'm here to educate my clients. I'm here to educate you guys. But you need to know those things as well to have a successful experience while you create a lifestyle that best suits you, that you're not alone in this. And before that, I was listening to this podcast episode talking about AI in general, and predictions of the future of what society is going to look like. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little freaked out. Like this man that works very high up within this field, he's like a multi-gajillionaire. He gave the prediction that they aren't going, there aren't going to be as many jobs. And in fact, not many jobs at all because of this. Which is gonna result into most of society living off the government. Which I can see turning into an even more lazy, unhealthy society than we already have. The one thing that he did say that is like could be good to come out of this is more room for creativity. Like, say, a man had to work at McDonald's his whole life because he never had those opportunities or he never had enough money to get out of that. But now he has a chance to show his talent. So giving more people an opportunity to go after their talents and their dreams. But overall, it scares the shit out of me. Because I feel like nothing good can come from this. No one will be driving anymore, which I can't even fathom. But he made the point that if AI is driving all of our cars, there's not going to be any car accidents anymore. And... I don't know about you guys, my car anxiety. Ask Bobby every time I get in the car. I am a nervous ball. I can't help it. It's been like that since I was young. And like I always picture the worst thing that's going to happen. Like I see a car that's about to pull out, but like we're passing them. I am holding my breath. I'm holding on to the side and I'm like almost scaring Bobby because it's like who likes to drive with a person that's always going like... Every time it scares the shit out of you. I can't stand that. But he was literally just like, it's okay, you're just a nervous person in the car. I'm like, yes, like beyond nervous. He's used to it at this point. But I've I've just seen way too many movies of like robots becoming smarter than us and just taking over the world. And for me, I'm just not on board with anything like this. Hopefully a lot of good comes out of it, but I just don't see it, but just thought I'd share some of my thoughts on it because it has been consuming me this past week. So I want to talk to you guys today about gym anxiety. How can we get over this? And I thought this would be a good topic to discuss because I personally have been going through my own form of gym anxiety through filming my workouts by myself in the gym. And I know that sounds silly because... If you followed me, I've been filming my workouts for over three years, but it's never been by myself. And there's just something about it that gives me heart palpitations. I'm a very dramatic person as you get to know me, so keep that in mind. But here are a few reasons as to why I get so much anxiety over this. First off, I don't like bringing much attention on myself. When Bobby and I go to the gym, we're in and out as fast as possible. I don't really care for talking to that many people in there. I keep my head down, my headphones in, I just do my workout. That's what I'm there to do. Bobby, on the other hand, will talk to anyone, even if he doesn't want to. He has just like such a presence about himself. Keep in mind, like 6'4 looks like a Greek goddess and when we go together, These people probably think what a bitch I am because I don't go out of my way to have conversations with some people. And I mean, I'll talk to you if you talk to me, of course, and you'll realize I'm a very nice person. But it's like he purposely makes eye contact with these people for them to start talking to him. I at least always smile at girls. Like when they smile back, I know they're sweet. And when they don't, I get a little chip on my shoulder and I pretend like they don't exist. Like you should always smile back. But anyways, when you add a tripod to this mix, people are gonna stare and then they're gonna think. I don't like people thinking that I'm into myself. But living in Pittsburgh, especially in the suburbs, you don't see a girl walking around with a tripod filming herself on the daily. And I don't want to look stupid. Learning how to film yourself finding the good lighting, getting yourself in the frame. It's not easy and it comes with a lot of trial and error. So all three of those things are going through my head constantly when I tell myself, okay, you're gonna film at the gym today. And it actually stops me from doing it. And then I just get so pissed off at myself afterwards and I'm disappointed in myself. And it brings me back to when I was scared to just work out in the gym, let alone film myself. How many of you have drove to the gym just to drive away, stay on the cardio machine because you're afraid to look stupid because you don't know how to use a certain machine, or you just won't go because you have no idea what you're doing? If you have that little voice in the back of your head saying, go, even if you have all those excuses that are going on at the same time, just like me. The only way you're going to overcome it is if you just go and do it. I'm going to speak on the people that have done some sort of weightlifting practice before and give you my tips on how to overcome this. Because if you are listening to this and you've never picked up a dumbbell in your life, I highly recommend starting at home. Buy yourself five and eight pound dumbbells. Follow any beginner's at-home strength training program. There are a ton online. And if you don't want to pay, you can find a lot of workouts on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. But I would recommend purchasing and following an actual program so that way you at least have the basics down before moving on to an actual gym. Now, like I mentioned, in order to overcome this, we have to face this. We have to start doing it. But how can we limit as much anxiety as possible? So number one, before you even walk out that door, I want you to put something on you're comfortable in. Everyone is going to be different. If you sweat a lot and you get really hot fast, maybe it's not the best idea to wear a huge hoodie, but instead let's wear an oversized t-shirt. Whether you are wearing sweatpants or leggings, do yourself a favor. Bend over in front of the mirror. Do a little butt check to make sure that those undies aren't showing through. You're covered. You're good. You won't be self-conscious when you are at the gym thinking, oh my gosh, can they see my butt? Is my thong sticking out? Anything like that. Wear a supported and padded sports bra that covers the nips. If my nips are poking through, I get a little uncomfortable and sometimes that happens. I'm just trying to limit any sort of extra anxiety that you don't need. But if you want the nips out, hell embrace it. Put that hair back. Pack your emotional support water bottle. Don't forget your water bottle. Of course, pack your AirPods. Bring yourself some hand sanitizer in case they are out because we know how gross gyms can be. So write yourself that little checklist that you need for yourself because in the beginning it's a lot of thinking to remember all that but the next thing that you want to make sure is you have a plan what are you lifting what exercises are you doing today i don't want any of you walking in there without at least some sort of plan because think about it if you're taking a workout class You know the name of the class. You have an idea of what you're targeting, what kind of intensity it's going to be. So you need to have that planned before you walk into the gym to do your session. You know I'm going to say it but the easiest way to accomplish this is if you follow some sort of program. It is going to force you to do and hit certain muscle groups or exercises you typically wouldn't if it wasn't for that program and your results are going to be much faster. The first couple times you go, I would highly recommend going when it isn't very busy. Keep in mind, this most likely won't be your actual gym time that you're frequently going to go. But the times that it's the least busy in a gym is going to be weekdays around lunch or the early afternoon, late at night, like past 8 p.m. if your gym is still open, weekends in the mid to late afternoon. And I feel like weekends might be your best bet if you work a regular job right now, because if not, take advantage of the early afternoon lunchtime. But past eight o'clock, it's pushing it. We need our sleep more than anything, so try to at least go during those two times if you can make it depending on what your schedule allows. Now, when you get there, go straight to the locker room or the cubby area to put your things down, take your coat off, and then you're gonna go warm up on a cardio machine for about five to 10 minutes. From there, you guys can kind of scope out the gym. If you go on the Stairmaster, those usually overlook the entire gym so you can see what machines you're gonna be using or what are people currently on right now. But for my girls that are just sticking to dumbbells and they pick a corner, that's fine. But I gotta prepare you because at a certain point, you're going to be too strong for just dumbbells. So you're eventually going to have to implement machines, barbells, benches, but baby steps is fine. And I'm just proud that you're there. Eventually you will evolve within that as well. And I know this part can be really intimidating once you get to that point where it's time to dabble with more than just dumbbells. You will find it annoying when someone is using the machine that you wanna be on. I know whenever I want to use something and someone is on it, I get very annoyed, but I'm like, you just got to be patient. You deserve to be here just as much as that person. But when you get those anxious thoughts of you should just go home, don't lose sight of everything. Now, once you are at that desired area for whatever exercise you may be doing, understand it's going to take time to get used to that machine. The reality is you are a beginner and you're not expected to know exactly what to do the first time you try it. YouTube is incredible for video demonstrations of any exercise that you're doing, so you can always look those up. Um, If you want to even just type in the name of the machine on YouTube, there will be a demonstration for you on how to use it. If you're still unsure, you can always ask someone most of the time the most big and intimidating people around you are the most helpful people and remember they were once a beginner just like you and once you continue to keep doing this and showing up it's not going to be as hard i have built it up in my head that it was going to be the scariest thing filming myself because the people at the gym that know me but don't really know me. I'm actually sacrificing the fact that I give a shit about what they think to me for my goals. I'm sacrificing how I can improve within myself because I'm so worried about them. And once I realized that, I was like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. I'm going to do everything I can to be successful and I have to get out of my comfort zone in order to grow. And so do you. And you're going to look back on this and be like, wow, I used to be so scared and now I love it here. This is my new safe space. This is the place I go when I am stressed out or whenever I'm not having a good day. The relationship that you form with the gym can be so life-changing for people, but you're not going to know that unless you get out and you start doing it. But I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. This is your sign to get out there, get out of your comfort zone. You are gonna grow so much from it and as scary as it feels right now, you are going to thank yourself in the long run. Make sure that you guys follow or subscribe to wherever you're listening to. Don't forget to give that five star review and I'll see you next time. Love you, see ya.